We're going to do a swan song to summer today and talk about what's up this fall. I'm Lynn Venhouse. My name is Carl Middleman, and our special guest today is my partner on my side hustle here. What's your name, young man? Oh, hello. My name is Maximilian Voise. Thank you so much for inviting me to the Real Times Trio. Does this mean that I am the third wheel? No, it means you are part of the trio today. That's yes, nice. you're. You're our. Uh, you you fill in our rotating spot now. Thank you so in much. For Dan because during the summer. Dan is a stay-at-home father and yes. cannot cannot bring young Vin here. Once school starts up again, Dan will become more of a regular. And I have it in my contract that I am not going to appear wherever Dan is. You know? <laughs> so that's why. We've, we've all had yeah, that. That's our... why I've decided to come. We're here with our buddy Max today. We're going to learn about him. We're going to talk about the extended versions of movies coming out. We're going to talk about Disney+. Plus. We've got the new trailers for Joker and Terminator. Upcoming movies we talk about, too. It's all a big, long tangent. Then around minute 52, we're going to talk about the new DVDs coming out this week. And then what's up in the movies. For those who do not know, tell us a little bit about Max Foisey. Yes, yeah, so I am a radio show producer and host here in St. Louis, Missouri. I've uh, been uh, uh, the host and, and creator of my own radio show called Max on Movies, which has been on St. Louis radio steadily since 2006. And uh, it's a two-hour radio show that airs on the weekends. It's currently on KTRS radio. And uh, we interview celebrities. We talk about movies. Carl is uh, pretty much a weekly guest at this point, co-host. Thank you. Uh, so thank you for uh, recording the show with me every week. And uh, it's a whole lot of fun. It, it, it's it's a wonderful uh, passion of mine. I love talking about movies, which is, I think, the reason why you guys brought me here. That and my charming personality. I also uh, am a contributor to the website Zeke Film, Z-E-K-E Film, which is uh, co-founded by our good friend Jim Tudor, mm -hmm. uh, who you guys should have as a guest. On We've had We have, have several there you go. times. I'm sorry that I didn't hear that episode. Uh, but, uh, multiple times. Multiple episodes. I guess I need to listen to your show. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I have not written for Zeke Film in quite a long time because I've been focusing my energies on the shows that I produce and on doing the movie show. Uh, but I'm going to announce my triumphant return to uh, the pages of the digital pages of Zeke Film. Jim had a great idea. We, we, we do something once a month called Film Admissions, where you select an actor, actress, or director, or filmmaker, and you try to pick the, uh, the biggest movie by that person you haven't seen. So, like, for instance, if you do William Friedkin, maybe you hadn't seen French Connection, so you watch that and you uh -huh. give it a first-time review. So he, Jim had the, the great idea of the only way to bring me back into Zeke after about a year off or so would be to let me curate and write a Natalie Portman film admission. So I'm going to be doing that this week. So what hadn't you seen from her? It was very difficult uh, because there's only a couple of movies in her filmography that I have not seen, but I watched the... Uh, the Ashley Stud, uh, Ashley Stud, listen to me. The Ashley Judd co-star, Where the Heart Is. From, okay. Oh, well, she's I'd, a kid. In I had that one. I'd never seen that. It was right before Attack of the Clones, after Phantom Menace. Okay. So it was the off Star but Wars. But it was probably movie that she did. it was probably filmed before Star Wars. No, I know she's definitely older than than Phantom Menace. Really? It was. It was. I I I believe that because with the Star Wars movie, she would do a Star Wars movie, a non-Star Wars movie, Star Wars movie, non-Star Wars movie, and then Oscar winning. Yeah, and then Oscar winning <laughs> movies. Yeah, exactly. So so I watched that one. And I'm going to write about it for Zeke. So anyway, uh, shameless plug. Please go to zekefilm.org and read all the writers, including myself. And you have fantastic Twitter following at oh. Max on Movies. Well, thank you, Carl. 
Yes, and you do the Twitter for a St. Louis uh, Film Critics Association, which we all are members of. And uh, I have to give a shout out to Andrew Wyatt, who is, uh, I guess, the webmaster, the the curator yes. uh, of everything St. Louis Film Critics, because he's been doing this thing every week now where he will compile all of our reviews. He didn't do it this week. Well, that's because there's no new releases this that week. That is true. But I will say it has been incredible. And so tweeting those out is a breeze because Andrew does all the legwork. But, yes. uh, so my so my huge thanks to Andrew. He's, he's awesome. He's been putting our podcast on. Yes, he has been. Even though... Even though he could have put them see, since it, since our podcast has several films in it all the films that come out that week mm. he says here's everybody's review of it chapter two he can't put ours with that because it contains it chapter things, two sure. but it also can and contains uh battle bots four sure, or something sure, like sure. that so it's it's it we are involved in that but uh, i don't think i think we're underrepresented because we're at the bottom yeah, with this, but, but we also still represented. So yeah, we're still, we're still represented That's... because not everybody's on there. If you and notice. he does that with the the movie show as well because we'll, we will post reviews maybe a week after, you know, so I can add audio and I can jazz it up. So he'll and say, also your show sometimes is preempted for sports. Stuff. Exactly, and so he Andrew does the due, due diligence uh, that I appreciate a whole lot, saying and also look, Max and Carl reviewed Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark last week. Here you go, and he'll put the the link up. <laughs> yes, which, is wonderful. which which I do appreciate the fact that he doesn't just say, oh, it's just new releases, yeah. and then puts our stuff at the bottom because it's a it's it's everything. Yeah, I do appreciate what he's doing. It's just that I wish there I wish there was a way for us to bust up our stuff, but that's more work for me, and I don't think we need to do that right it's okay um <laughs> well uh, <laughs> there aren't any new releases this week right the studios just decided nope we're not going to do it this week but th- i think we, that makes sense though because it's yeah. labor day weekend people are hitting the pool one last time they're grilling out one last time this isn't like christmas where you want to get away from your family or spend time with your family and it's cold and you want to huddle up in a movie theater labor day i get it there's nobody going to to, to the movie so we have Two extended re-releases instead of instead yes. of new releases. Right. Well, Midsummer is now a hundred and seventy-one minute director's unrated cut. Oh it needed to be longer, right, Carl? First and, of all, <laughs> an almost three-hour movie from a movie that was already too long. And and Max and I on the Max on Movie Show, Max and I disagree with it. Mm-hmm. He still does not care for it. True. But he does not hate it as much as I do. And our friend Tom Stockman loves it. Really? Says it's the best movie, horror movie since The Witch. I mean, I love The Witch. Uh, The Midsummer is no witch. But I I also was not a big fan of Ari Aster's movie Hereditary, which was his debut. Because I thought we we saw that together. Yes, and we both had issues. It was far too long. And and, and same thing with He's not learned anything since then. Well, especially now that he's getting... Uh, accolades. A three hour. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. And, and, and a longer version. But and the other extended uh, movie, and I'm a little surprised by this one, is Spider-Man Far From Home. Right. I don't know what the extended version is. And with the fighting between Sony and Marvel, I don't know whose decision it was to put it out. doesn't matter. I, I still believe, we were actually talking about this before we went on today, I still believe that Spider-Man will be a part of the MCU in the near future. And in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in Black Panther 2 or if he's in Black Widow or probably not Black Widow because that's a flashback and he'd be like five years old. Right. But if he's in... Well, they could do a five-year-old Peter Parker though. That would be funny. Because they, <laughs> they've already said that the kid that Iron Man saves in Iron Man 2 is Peter Parker at that expo. 
What? I did not hear that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you know yeah. how the expo and. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I do. That was Pete, huh? That was Pete. And Iron Man swings in and s- saves him, a small little kid. Yeah. That's supposed to be Peter Parker. Interesting. And so, but I, but so that what's after, but, what's after Black Widow? Ten Rings? Uh, I or do not Doctor know. Strange. The only thing that they've announced, I think, on the slate so far is Black Widow. It comes out in, in February. It's right around the corner, um, which is incredible. Uh, so, yeah. well, the they one, must have shot some stuff. I, I'm Wait saying, the, well, the, no, because they, he just did Far From Home. So, you know, you get a little break between them. Mm-hmm. I could see him being in Doctor Strange because they're both in New York. I wonder what time period Doctor Strange will be in. It's called Multiverse of Madness, and it co-stars Scarlet it's a Witch. Hor- it's a horror movie. And it co-stars Scarlet Witch. She, if people don't know, Scarlet Witch in the comics is a reality bender. She, this has not been explored in the movies as of yet. Well, she, she messed with Thanos' mind. Sure. Mm-hmm. And she almost brought him down, actually. Right, uh, because she, that was very rage. Powerful. Yes. Um, and I think Marvel, with their television series, are going to get even more into this. They've announced a, a limited series WandaVision. Called, called WandaVision. Um, and I it's don't know Wanda if you guys, and Vision. I don't know if you guys saw the the uh, the teaser poster for this. Uh, it looks it, like a 50s. It is beautiful. It looks like a Dick Van Dyke outtake. It's mm-hmm. it's all black and white. It's got Paul Bettany in a human form laughing and Wanda looking like a 50s housewife also laughing. But in the background, you have a red shadow of her comic book uh, costume, which we've not seen in no. in the movies, and his uh, Infinity Stone that was in his head. Then on the TV in front of them, there was a red glow coming from it. So again, to tell the person who's looking at this uh, one sheet that this is not reality. Right. Uh, it's because she, she's in mourning she's still. A, because he is dead. Spoiler alert. Thanos. If you didn't see any of yeah, the 23 movies. Killed everybody. <laughs> so I think after the uh, events of Endgame, Wanda retreats into this fictional reality where she gets to live a life with her dead husband. And the reason why I'm looking forward to WandaVision so much is to, A, see Scarlet Witch with her comic book powers because it's really interesting. But number two, what a horribly depressing uh, yeah, and, and and sort of subversive show, and, and I I think it has the capacity to be really heartbreaking, and that's up my alley. And it's a limited series, it's too. Only about six episodes, yeah. And so, and also, they've announced that Cat Dennings from the Thor series of movies Which again makes no sense. Makes and no two broke uh, two broke girls, yes, right, but, yeah, Max but, Black, but but she but she was in both of the the first, the two, first two Thor movies, the ones that take place on Earth. She was a colleague of Jane Foster, right? And so she, she was, was her intern. Right. She was somehow involved in WandaVision. Again, this makes no sense. It but, doesn't. But look but at But they're Wanda. bringing everybody in for like, like they announced somebody, who did they announce this week that was going to be in, uh, oh, they announced that uh, the chick from Revenge, the woman from Emily Revenge, Van Camp. Emily Van Camp yes. is going to be in Winter Soldier and Falcon. And, oh, and, and Falcon and, and Winter Soldier. That is uh, Peggy Carter's niece. Right. Uh, who in the comics had a relationship with Cap, which is a little which weird. Which is now weird because he's her uncle now. <laughs> so all I know about Multiverse of Madness, which is the Doctor Strange movie, is that WandaVision leads directly into it. So I think that limited series might end with Doctor Strange showing up saying, Wanda, you can't do this anymore. It's affecting things. Ooh. And I think that that's going to be the sort of the cliffhanger ending. Because the thing about Wanda is this is – obviously it's not a um, – it is not a healthy emotional thing no. to reanimate your dead spouse, right? No. Uh, no. And so I imagine the ramifications it has upon the universe are not good. And I think that's where Doc Strange is going to come in. See, and this is how Disney, and a lot of people accuse Max Knife being shells oh, for Disney. Oh, they have, yes. Uh, this is how Disney gets people to 
make sure that they watch. Because right before, you didn't have to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Inhumans to understand right. what was going on. But now they're going to make you watch these TV shows because they're limited series. Like mm-hmm. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is now going to end after season, what, is it seven or I eight? I think it's seven, and there's 22 episodes a season. That's a gargantuan one. It's a lot, one. but yeah. they all led into the movies, and the movies had direct Mostly, yeah. direct uh, results sure. and uh Consequences Coulson that happened. Came, Coulson came back, even though it was, it was set before it, uh, the movies. But I mean, in Captain Marvel, Coulson was back, so there was some right. sort of continuity there. But the Loki series is only about six episodes, and that um, again, spoiler for Endgame, Loki gets away with the Tesseract in that timeline. Right in that this, timeline, and this series is about that timeline. I wouldn't be surprised if WandaVision references, as Carl says, everything because she's playing with reality. So awesome. she could even. I don't know, wipe out Tom Holland's Spider-Man if she wanted to, because well, she can do anything she wants. That's true. And you know, if you are a member of D23, and you it is free to join D23, and you do if you're listening to this before September 2nd, before Labor Day, you can get three years of D, Disney Plus for $144. Our friend Kevin Brackett did that. He was boasting I, about it. I'm going to do Twitter. that I wouldn't, on I, Sunday, because... I'm waiting to the new month for credit card reasons. <laughs> Carl, I, I, I so appreciate you guys bringing me in here, but I feel like the last 10 minutes have really felt like an episode of Max on Movies, so I want to I wanna, I wanna pass the mic over to Lynn Venhouse for a well, moment. Well, no, because... <laughs> now, if we, had, if, we had, if we had Tom in here, or if we had Jim, mm-hmm. or if we had Jim, if we had anybody else, the, and when we had yeah. Ron Stevens on here, we let the guests take the first part. Yeah. And oh, then, well, good. And, yeah. and you can steer it's your into part. It. It's what you wanted in fact, to talk about. In the table of contents, it says Max and Extended Reasons. And I'm going to now put Disney Plus. Yes. So we're going to talk about that. And we watched That's the a, stu- yeah. silly trailers today that told us really nothing about no. Joker. Well, do you think no. they told you anything? So the Joker, this is a movie you know, no. with, uh, you're Joker. right, just Joker. Uh, it's not the Foo Fighters. It's just Foo Fighters uh, or Eagles. No, it, it says the Joker. I wrote it down. It's mm-hmm. Joker. He says, introduce me as, as Joker. Joker. So oh. Joaquin Phoenix uh, is is uh, a guy named Arthur Fleck, which is the, the name that they've given him here. Now, famously in the comic books, the character of the Joker has never had a concrete origin, and that's by design. Yes, because uh, you don't. Did he's crazy other, in the TV gr- show Gotham? Did he have a name? There was they they did this big misdirect on Gotham where they had one character that you thought was going to be the Joker, and then his brother kills him and takes over the mantle. So again, a big it a doesn't big matter. Misdirect. And uh, the great, the wonderful comic book writer Alan Moore uh, did a book called Killing Joke, which did a, a sort of uh, uh, a what if origin where he was this failed comedian and he he was abused by society and everything and then he like these mobsters double crossed him and he went insane it's a wonderful book but alan has said many times it was never supposed to be the definitive origin because he doesn't have an origin this is why chris nolan when he brought in heath ledger just had him give a different reason why he got those scars every time he talked every to somebody. single time because it's not the point you don't know where he comes from and that's okay it's fine Todd Phillips is not a filmmaker that I have a great deal of respect or uh, uh, um, any kind of hope for. Uh, I haven't enjoyed his movies. You know, he did the Hangover movies. He did War Dogs. And with, he already uh, said that it's not going to be based on anything that's already been out which there. Which is fine. Which, which is, is fine. fine. And it's I also just, not going to have Batman in it, even though I, I, we think it is. I just don't have a lot of... Uh, I, I don't think he's a very good director. And so the fact that he co-wrote and directed this is one of the reasons why I'm not looking forward to it. The other reason is I, 
when I watched the first trailer and the longer trailer is out now and you can find it on YouTube, just search Joker trailer. It, my main concern, and I have not seen the movie, so I can't trash the movie. I can't recommend it. I can't say, you know, but here's my main concern. And I said this on Twitter at max on movies. I hope they don't forget to make him a villain. I want to see him do some horrible things to people. Do you think he's going to do some horrible stuff? To I don't. De Niro? I don't. I, no, I don't. I think that this De Niro's movie, set up as the villain in this. The trailers make this character of Arthur Fleck look very sympathetic, as if you are supposed to be on his side to say, "Yeah, why?" Because he takes care of his mother. Why are you treating him so bad, society? You know, it's your fault, society. You made this. You know, and I know that Todd Phillips is going for a king of comedy, taxi driver, early Scorsese kind of vibe here. But here's the thing about Taxi Driver: you're never on Travis Bickle's side. You know, he's crazy. He is a psychopath, and he's crazy. And Rupert Pumpkin as but he, well. But he also in in Taxi Driver, you have to do he is he does save Jodie Foster from prostitution. He does. He but, does. But th- this is a character too. I, who, who, but he was about to rob a bank when he was going to do that. And maybe assassinate, and assassinate somebody. Yeah. But I love the scene early on, and this is, boy, a lot of film fans are going to roll their eyes because it's so cliche, but when he takes Sybil Shepard uh, to a date at the porn movie, and he doesn't understand. He doesn't know that that's wrong. He doesn't know it's wrong. Because and he's a, a psychopath. Yes, and so with Arthur Fleck, with this version of the Joker, I don't want the audience to be going, yeah, I kind of see where Joker's coming from. This is a This is a murderous, awful human being, no matter what his origin is, and I just want you to be uncomfortable with this character. And what I worry about is the trailers are making him the hero. But Joaquin Phoenix, just if there's anybody that can pull this off, it's Joaquin Phoenix. But what's I he feel. trying to pull off? Yeah. Is he trying to make a sympathetic Joker? I don't We've think never so. had that yeah. before. I, I Do wouldn't, we want that? No, I don't no. think we want that. Jack Nicholson was terrifying. Uh, obviously, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger was terrifying. Even Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill is oh, and, amazing. He's wonderful. oh, the yeah. animated series, yeah. yeah. But, but and they're, uh, they're all really bad people. <laughs> I know. Did you like Cesar Romero? You know, the thing <laughs> but, about but, Caesar is he he would not shave his mustache. Off, I know. So they had to paint, so they had to paint mustache. Over. Yeah, that was it. so hilarious. But I just I that cackle it. he had. Oh, uh, just uh, you know, when Burgess Meredith was in the uh, the Rockies, I just went, oh my God, that's the penguin, penguin. Sure. because they're 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 uh, typed forever, right? For those, well, we also I, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, I was just going to say that comes out October fourth, so it's going to be an early fall. I do have a list of some of the movies that I oh thought we could talk about. There is a strong chance I will not be able to see that because the Blues Home Opener is on the second. You're probably better off going to the Blues Home Opener. And I, I just don't think Joker's going to, is going to be a, a, a very good film. And I love the DC universe. I love I these do. characters. And, yeah. and I, I just don't think it looks very interesting. Well, we also yeah, to watched, me, it doesn't have to be either or. We also DC watched or um, Terminator Dark Fate, which has how many Terminators? It has three Terminators in it. Yes. How did... Okay, I felt like with Genesis, they went to the well too many times. I, I, I liked what Genesis... Genesis. I liked Sorry, how Genesis ended. It made me look forward to what was going to be coming I liked next. Amelia Clark a great deal in that movie. Matt I, Smith I, was I, wasted. I, yes. Uh, the John Connor reveal was lame in Genesis, but almost everything else... Because it I was really so much enjoyed. better than Salvation. Though. Yeah. Oh, and, Salvation. And oh, dear God. I mean, oh. for me, Genesis is the best movie that wasn't one or two. Uh, and I know that Genesis And, and Rise of the Machines is not that bad. 
it's it's got a great ending, but it doesn't hold up though. If you've watched the movie recently, I, I the Terminatrix stuff doesn't really hold up that well. But I but I Carl and I were in the minority because we kind of liked we liked Gen- Genesis. I liked what Genesis stood for and how it was going to move on because there are so many questions at the end of Genesis, and I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to see what they're going to do next. And then it didn't make enough money. Now, obviously, with time travel movies, you can have as many different timelines as you want. And I'm fine is, with that. And this is just this going is an, to be. And this is going to be another timeline after two. Well, what? I think that uh, they. Got, I don't know how they got James Cameron back for this or Linda. Well, he's not back. He's not back. It's kind of like Battle Angel. <laughs> no, it's not like Battle Angel because he pretty much directed Battle Angel. I think he ghost directed that movie. He is just executive producer here, which means he called them up and he said, "Sure, Tim Miller, I give you my blessing. Here's a bunch of money." He's not back. He's oh. not, he doesn't have any. He, he, he didn't co-write it. He no. didn't direct it. He produced it. He gave them his well, blessing. I, did I see a Twitter from him going, I'm so excited to be. He did the same be... thing with Genesis. Okay. He said, this is the best movie since Terminator 2. He's done this before. And why shouldn't he? This is his franchise. He's he, getting money on it. It's his it. Terminator franchise. But no, it, that's marketing hype. And uh, I would not put any kind of stock in that. This is the guy that made the Deadpool, the first Deadpool movie, mm-hmm. making the Terminator movie. And that's fine. Deadpool was fun. I don't know if it makes you qualify to do a, a Terminator movie. The last time they had a comedy director do it, it was Salvation because Mick G, who was known for his oh, comedies, the and yeah, the Charlie's, Charlie's Angels, Angels. Yeah. which and, is coming back, which is, I don't know why they keep going to the well on some of these things. Because they can make money off of it. And Elizabeth Banks is, is directing that one, and that's got Stephanie uh, Beatrice, I believe is her name. Yeah, from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, yeah, um, who uh, is rumored to maybe be She-Hulk in the in the announced uh, MCU sh- show. And it's got uh, Kristen Stewart, uh, who can really do no wrong, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Except for incredible Twilight actress. movies. Well, that wasn't her fault. Um, but no, Dark Fate, let's just talk about it. Uh, I will say I don't care about they don't another Terminator. They don't call him Carl. They keep saying, and the Terminator's name, Arnold Schwarzenegger's being called Carl. Name. It's my name. And yeah. I keep hearing that, but mm-hmm. I have not seen that in any of the three trailers that they have put out. I am not at all excited about Dark Fate. However, because I liked Genesis, I'm kind of like, okay, I'll give this a shot. Maybe it's another great part three. We've had, this will be the third part three. Yeah. That they've no, done. fourth. No, or Salvation Salvation's after, after Rise of the three. Machines. Yeah. So it, this is third part This three. is the third part three. I think it's like it, Halloween. I think it's better to have low expectations and go in and be surprised than have high expectations like good and boys. be disappointed. I had yes. low expectations for Good Boys. I thought it was going to be a one note, and it is not. It is and, and so it's making good. money, and it's an oh, original yeah. comedy. I'm Tons so happy. I'm so happy. Go see that this weekend if yeah. you haven't seen it because you will laugh, laugh, laugh. I think people need more laughter in the world Actually, right now. Actually, it's not doing that well. Hobbs and Shaw is probably the summer movie. Hmm. Oh, I know Good okay. Boys overperformed from their projections. It did. So but they also, they had a great opening yeah, weekend. Yeah, but you know, Toy Story 4 did underperformed its yeah, projections true. too. Yeah, which is too bad. It still made movie. over a billion dollars. Yes, but that, that's because it had legs. Because they thought it was going to make $150 million the first weekend and it only made $125 million How the first dare weekend. People. Oh my goodness. It doesn't yeah. matter. Well, there's a whole bunch of uh, uh, star power in the, the fall movies that I would like to see what you guys think about these things. Okay, we've got Ad Astra coming up with Brad Pitt. I just saw a, a one sheet for that. September 20th. I've seen the commercial a couple times. I'm I'm interested. I've heard it had many delays, and now it has a Disney 
thing? I don't understand that connection. You know how uh, this is something that Tropic Thunder made fun of. Uh, Back in the 70s and 80s, if an actor wanted to chase the Oscar, they would play a mentally challenged person. Mm -hmm. Now I think it's going to space. Whether it's George Clooney or Sandy Bullock or uh, or, or Ryan, uh, Gosling. Ryan Gosling or now Brad Pitt, if you want an Oscar, go to space. Coming up Brad soon. Brad Pitt already has an Oscar, but he might want as a want producer. Yeah, you're right. You're and, right, but not as an actor. And coming soon, Lucy in the Sky, starring Natalie Portman in space. <sighs> she yes. already has an Oscar too. And True. and John Hamm. Uh, I think that um, the uh, Brad Pitt is going to get nominated for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, but I also think it's going to be the Django syndrome where he will get nominated for Best Supporting, Supporting. rather than Best Actor, even though he has more lines and more screen time than Leo. But And Leo, who is great in this movie, he's the supporting actor in mm-hmm. this movie, but they'll make him... Is that the thing? Leo has to be the lead? I think that uh, it is... It's like when you write a book and you say, I'm going to put it in political science, even though it's a fiction narrative, and right. you get number one in political science. That That's an old way to game that... This is right. that's what they're going to do with Brad Pitt. They're going to put him in supporting because they know he's going to win supporting. And, and you know, he might. He might. He, it's been since he hasn't been nominated since 12 Monkeys. Right? It depends on how. Oh, Moneyball. 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 It depends on how Timothy Chalamet is in Little Women because he could snatch that Oscar out. from. And he got screwed last year and he works for his production company. Well, and... Let's not talk about his personal life. Timothy <laughs> Chalamet. I'm sorry, but. I thought he was better in Lady Bird than he was in uh, Call Me by Your Name, and I thought I thought he was great in Lady Bird. Beautiful Call Me Boy, by Your Name he should have been nominated. Yeah, I, I think he was probably the best in, in Beautiful Boy. I didn't like Call Me by Your Name. My my wife and I, I didn't either. watched that movie, and it was one of those things where it had been built up, and we really wanted to to, to like it. And after it was over. Uh, so, you know, again, spoiler for the movie, uh, the Two relationship, you know, doesn't go well. And at the end credit is just Timothy looking into a, a crackling fire as he's sort of that tearing people, up. That they made fun of on the other two. Well, the thing is, I I love that ending. I was like, oh, my Lord, finally something is connecting but with me. That's, that's great. not how the book ends. Oh, that really? is, it's in three chapters. And mm. that's the only end of chapter one. Interesting. And well, so, like, he gets, he says he's getting married. Yeah. A couple years later, he goes and visits them. And that's what the sequel would have been about. Well, what, think, that's not going to happen. Oh, it's not yeah, happen no, now. the sequel. They've they've uh, they kiboshed no. it. I thought they were. Yeah, the no, they've yeah, kiboshed we it. So, we thought it was, yeah. but Army said he didn't think so, it was well, going to happen. When the, well, and I thought when, Army was great in that. When movie. the movie was over, my my wife and I were mad at ourselves for not enjoying it because we're like, this is the kind of movie we'd really dig, and we did not. But it was like, no. it was only a, a third of the book. Interesting. So, I I thought it I thought it was so slow and painful. But what I was, you know, why it's because they were filling. Oh, yeah, I and, guess so. Yeah. yeah. What I uh, also didn't like was I felt that Army looked way older and he Timothy did. looked way younger. Well, I think that was and by it creep, creeped me out. Yeah, but out. They, weren't, they were only like six years apart in real life in the it, book. It just, uh, but I did like Michael Stolberg talking to him that's on the, the couch. Best, that's, the, that's the best the, scene of the whole movie. And that's the only reason he got nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Right. And he's another one. We've been talking in, in recent podcasts about uh, supporting actors, the character actors that you would go see like Thomas Hayden Church yeah. and that's another one Michael Stolberg oh, sure. every time. Michael Shannon and, and, yeah, and Michael Shannon and uh, Ben Foster and um, all that I watched a really weird movie the other night on HBO I clicked on what it was about and it was Ben Foster as a 20 year old making a teen comedy with I, I was so shocked I didn't even know he was a child actor he was on a Disney show 
Ben Foster? The ben first... Foster was X-Man. Yeah, yeah. He, he was Angel. He, he was Angel in Last Stand, but he was also in Alpha Dog with Amanda Seyfried and Justin Timberlake. That was one of his really early roles. Yeah, so this... this so what movie, movie was it? it? It's called Get Over It, and it's about... Oh, with his... Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, Kirsten Dunst. I've seen Dunst. that movie. And uh, Shane West, and, and, yes. and Martin Short plays the high school That's drama right. teacher. That was Ben Foster, you're right. I was... I... And Ben Foster dances at the end. They have the, one of those dance uh, scenes to the sure. Earth, Wind, and Fire song, September. September. <laughs> so wow. it's it's running on HBO if anybody wants to see early Ben Foster. Or, or, or watch him in Hell or High Water. He's <laughs> yeah, really which is really <laughs> yeah. the, oh, my God. So so there's some Oscar bait coming up. Uh, we have Renee Zellweger as Judy Garland. Yes. Coming up September 27th. And it's Garland. Ba- yes. It's the family based- is not happy with that movie. No, it's based on the play, which I saw last year called End of the, Rain- the, End of the Rainbow, mm-hmm. which is a fabulous play. And it's based on her five weeks in London when she's trying so hard to get back See? in. And, and, and she's trying totally to stay broke, off drugs. Trying to stay off drugs. And uh, her new husband, that Mickey whatever his name was and everybody looks at him as a gold digger but which he probably you was. know uh, she's totally broke and uh, she's trying to get back into uh, working because she's totally broke Frank Sinatra paid for her funeral did you know that good anyway uh, so the mob paid for her funeral well yeah. you know it's also it's also kind of like it reminds me of my week with Marilyn because that's where they take these iconic people and if they you know let's do a documentary about well then you know what let's do one week with Marilyn Monroe Mm -hmm. let's do a couple months with Judy Garland because doing a biopic on these iconic people I mean you can do it with someone like Ray or you can do it with someone like Johnny Cash and even those felt bigger and a lot of stuff was left out and they also pissed off the families with that. So it's very... I like the, the slice of life. You know, let's spend one weekend with Jimi Hendrix or something like right. that. I mean, that's a great sort of genre. Well, they've done my, that, they've done that Marilyn, movie too. Yeah, that was Andre 3000. 3, I thought my my week with Marilyn was, was great. I, I was really shocked that... Um, Michelle Williams did, you know, such a wonderful mm-hmm. job as, as Marilyn. And, she, and Judy Garland died in London. So yeah. is this the this, end yeah, of the Yeah, th- this is how she uh, she goes off the wagon and uh, she tries to, she's so fragile. She's so fragile. And, but the play, End of the Rainbow, is the source material. And uh, it blew us all away when we saw it last year. And at, she looks and, like Judy Garland. She does. I love Judy Garland. I was upset. When I was a young child, mm-hmm. when I found out that, so what's Judy Garland doing now? Oh, she died before you were born. I'm like, oh, that's really sad because, you know, you grow up watching yeah. The Wizard of Oz right. and you think, oh, this movie, oh, okay, it's in black and white, so it had to be older. You don't think that it's from 1939 when you're a kid, and then you find out, oh, yeah, she died the year before you were even born. She was one of the, uh, the one of the greats, and her family life, her mother just ruined her, the drugs that they Feel, you know, mm-hmm. it's just such a sad story. So the whole thing is about her being so vulnerable, and she just wanted to be loved, and she wanted she had that rare talent, and then it's just ruined oh, by so drugs. So Zellweger and... obviously is an Oscar winner. However, since winning that Oscar, she hasn't really done anything. She no. did a horror movie called Case Thirty Nine, which is probably streaming on every streaming service in the world because, because it's, it's, it's public domain. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> uh, but that was about it. And she's been in the press for the past decade more for her looks. 
and plastic surgery and stuff like that. And because her love she was life, unrecognizable. Right. Then, yeah, and, and her, her love life and, and not her work, which, again, for somebody who's won an Oscar, he's got to be a little frustrating for her. Is this her big comeback or will the audiences and critics just continue to make fun of her? Yeah. I don't mm. know. She looks just like Judy Garland. And we know she can act. And we know she can sing. So I'm so. I, okay. I guess I'm looking forward to that one too because I before we started, Lynn said, "Hey, what movies are you looking forward to?" And I said, "There are only two movies that I'm looking forward to between now and the end of the year, and they are Rise of Skywalker, which we've now seen another trailer for mm, that they showed oh, at D23, oh, and The Irishman, which we now don't know if we are going to get to see before it comes oh, out. I'm at sure all. we will. At- you think?" On the Netflix screener deal, that yeah, we we'll have. get to watch it on TV at yes, home, but, but not in, not on the big screen. Well, it's going to open in select cities on November first, and so then Netflix not, not is... St. Louis. <laughs> no, but well, I'm we, wondering we if they'll have a screener for us. Yes, if they'll have a screening, Tivoli, maybe. But Tivoli showed Roma last year for a long time, and then November twenty seventh is its debut on Netflix. So they're going to have almost so, four weeks in theaters. And that's that's why they're upset, and that's why it's only going to be for a couple weeks because they said it has to be at least four weeks because I think Roma was four weeks. Yeah, yeah. And so now they're going three weeks, and everyone's upset. And that was but. something, you know, uh, um, Alfonso Caron talked about when he made the deal with Netflix. It was a no-brainer because every other studio turned him down with, oh, this is a black and white foreign language film with no stars. You're not going to make this. Uh, but but he also, when he made the deal, he said, can we do some exhibitions? He wanted to see it on the big screen. It wasn't just Oscar qualifying run, which obviously helps. Right. But, he, but that was part of his deal. I'm sure that Marty said Marty the same thing. Marty does not have the same, Marty he, does not have the same problems because everybody would make a Marty movie. Absolutely. But I'm sure that Marty also said, put this on the big screen a few times so I can bring my friends to see it. Because right. he, a filmmaker like Scorsese does not make something for TV. Right. It doesn't happen. And you know what? Okay. So this is, uh, Lynn, I'm going to have to fill you in on this later. And I'm doing this live, but I'm going to be very coded, Max. You know the person I said I was hanging out with uh, a couple weeks ago and you and Dan were all very, uh, yes. who was that? Mm-hmm. He's in that movie. Really? Yes. That's exciting. I found out that after I was, he left town. Yeah. There was an actor in town and I yeah. was hanging out I with remember. him. I uh, remember. We were texting. And, yeah, yeah. Exciting. And everyone's like, who you in? And, and then I found out after he left that he was in The Irishman. And that would have been a three-hour conversation well, that I could have had with him. But That's why is, he didn't tell me. There is no chance that he's been cut out of the film because the film is about as long as that conversation. It's now going to be longer than The Wolf of Wall Street. It's supposed to be three hours and 30 minutes. And Wolf of Wall Street was three hours. Well, he... I, I don't know if this will give away who it is. He's playing a real-life person, so that narrows it down to who it is because there are a lot of real-life characters in this movie, The Irishman. And so um, I, I, he was more worried about talking to me about his upcoming projects, not, I, not, I guess, the uh, work that he's already completed. But it's very, it's very uh, telling that he doesn't want to talk about that because he knew I would talk about it forever. Well, if Carl is looking forward to The Irishman and Rise of Skywalker, what films are you looking forward to, Lynn? Uh, I'm going to go in opposite direction here. Indies? Docs? Uh, I'm going to go st- uh, Steven Soderbergh's The Laundromat hmm. with M- Meryl Streep, Sharon Stone, oh, and is Gary that the Oldman. One, is that the one where she's wearing the hat? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's got it's, an it's, awful poster. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's it's the one about the the real case. It's about uh, an insurance a, a scam, and then Fraud? rich people hide their money. Yeah. So I'm, you know, Soderbergh's so hit and miss, but he's yes, really he prolific. Mm-hmm. So prolific. So you can it would either be love nice. it or hate it. But right. He is hit or miss though. It would be good. And then I'm going to go with a romantic comedy that I'm very much looking forward to after I read about it. It's called Halloween. Last, it's called, yeah, 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 yeah. It's called Last Christmas, and I thought, oh, God. Because, you know, a lot of these movies that they put out. Oh, wait. Christmas, yeah. The Wham yes. song? It's about the Wham song. No, yeah, no, yeah. No, yeah, but this has, uh, who? who is in this? Amelia Clark. That's right. And Henry Golding. And Henry Golding. I knew it was Henry Golding. It's, the, right. it's, it's the about lead. the Wham song. And, yeah, and who wrote it? Emma Thompson yes. wrote the screenplay. Okay. And Paul Fig right. is the director. He's directing it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and it so just, that's, that seems like a very good pedigree. Yeah. I know. Absolutely. So I Because at first I thought, oh, my God. Because, you so know, a lot of these Christmas. Henry again because Henry was in Simple Favor. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, yeah. And Crazy Rich Asians. And so it looks really fun. It's uh, Amelia Clark works in a Christmas store in London that's open, I guess, year round. Mm-hmm. But it's a Christmas store. Just like down at Disney World, they have the... Disney Christmas because everyone goes down there. It's to, like Johnny Brock's. It's year round Halloween. Yeah, no, but it no, it's not Halloween. They sell stuff at Easter. They sell stuff, okay. but this is a dedicated Christmas store. And she's not in a Christmas mood. That's all I'm going to say from reading it. But yeah, no, it and they worked with George Michael before he died, mm-hmm. and so he was aware of it. And uh, and so there was a nice little piece in. He died um, at Christmas time. Yes, he died on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So how weird is that? But anyway, I'm like, okay, because you know how I love the Coopers or whatever that movie was so terrible. And there's all these holiday movies that they try to, to just make cash cow. I have never seen Love Actually. I did not enjoy Love Actually, but I know that's going to get groans from the listening audience because people consider it a modern classic. I didn't like it. I it's, thought it was a little... Isn't it like 96, 94? That's why I said modern it's, classic. It's still 20 some years old. Um, this is my old. take. This is my take on it. I, I'm such a huge fan of Richard Curtis, so I like individual segments, but I don't think it's better than Four Weddings and a Funeral no, or Notting Hill better, yeah. or, or uh, about I time even like, or, you know, or About Time, yeah. so underrated. Uh, I even like Pirate Radio. <laughs> I liked um, Family Stone, which is a sort of a modern Christmas deal, and it, it, the ending is a little too neat, but the cast is wonderful and it was a Sarah nice Jessica little... Jessica Parker yeah, and, yeah, and, and Dermot Mulroney Rachel McAdams and, and, and uh, Diane Keaton yes. Actually, I think I, yeah. that is one of the few times that I like Sarah Jessica Parker actually mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah. I'm not a fan of hers, but I think... I, I thought I, that it's a really well cast I, movie. It is. And, I think and, I like know. her in that. I loved her in Square Pegs and then I was not a Sex in the City guy, so mm. I... And then everything just makes... She, speaking about typecast, she... And she's Carrie also Bradshaw, sp- yeah. supposed to be good on this divorce show with Thomas Hayden yeah. Church. I, I've just seen a couple episodes. It's something I'm uh, not going to... Danny gonna... liked. I think Danny liked Yeah, it. he likes it a lot. Um, if we're talking <laughs> alternative Christmas movies, Take that, have Dan. you seen The Ref? Yeah. Dennis, oh, yeah. Dennis. I love uh, that. That's a Ted Demi movie. I love that movie. Yeah. And it's so... Because it's Dennis not Larry. Christmassy. It's not all... And, well, Kevin Spacey's in it. Well. Um, oh, a Martin Short in the Get Over It movie that was made in 2001. <laughs> Martin Short quotes Kevin Spacey. I can't believe that we're talking about Get Over It starring <laughs> Kirsten Dunst, but I guess I will bring up that Kirsten Dunst just received her star on the Hollywood, Hollywood Walk of Fame. This is an actress. If you look at her CV, I think it's 
it's going to blow you guys away because we, we love her. She's fantastic. She's great. But the quality of work that she's done ever since Interview with a Vampire all the, way, a baby. all the way through Fargo, it's really second to none of anybody in her generation. And you're it's talking great Fargo, stuff. the TV series. Yes, I am. Yes, and uh, she married Jesse Plemons, she, yeah, she, and, who's also in The Irishman. Jesse Plemons and Sofia Coppola, of course, has collaborated with her on a lot of films, mm-hmm. were at the ceremony. And uh, so anyway, this just happened uh, yesterday, I believe, and Reuters decided to write this headline. Kirsten Dunst, best known for her role as Spider-Man's girlfriend, receives a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. <gasps> wow. Oh. After everything that she's done, that's oh. how they're going to... Wow. But you know what? That's probably her biggest... Gro- uh, in her, I, I would I say know. Spider-Man 2 is probably her biggest grossing movie. Yeah, but I don't know if you would say Kirsten Dunst if people would immediately say Mary Jane Watson. She's going to be know. on a new Showtime show where she's... Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, uh, How to Be a God in Central Florida. It looks yes. fantastic. Which is yeah. supposed to be great because it, it right. actually takes – it's actually not using Florida as a as a uh, punchline. Uh-huh. What was that movie she did? It was one of the – it was – I don't know if it was Lars von Trier, but one of those out, out – Oh, it's the one George's where she's naked and she was the bride. Yes, that's yeah, it. And, and Alex Skarsgård is the groom. Yes, and she's oh. just sitting on the beach naked and under the moonlight. But uh, she was also wonderful in Marie Antoinette, which is a great mm-hmm. Sofia Coppola film. Virgin Suicides, of course, another Sofia Coppola. Right. Um, I, I think she's such, such a talented actress. Drop Dead Gorgeous and Dick, two really funny movies from the early 90s. Mm-hmm. She's very versatile. She is. I've always she is. liked And her. I'm very happy and proud that she got a star because she should be recognized from, as Carl said, ever since she was a baby, mm-hmm. making these incredible movies. She and was yet, six years old acting with Brad, with Brad Pitt, Pitt and, and, Tom, Tom and Tom Cruise. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, she's gonna. She's a very prolific one, and she is going to be buzzed about. Some of the people that are going to be buzzed about are what I think. Uh, Cynthia Arrivo. She won a Tony for uh, for Color Purple, and then she was in Bad Times at the El Royale, and she's been in other movies. She is playing Harriet Tubman in a movie called Harriet that okay. Cassie Lemons is directing. She did Eve's Bayou. Yes. And that is going to be, uh, ne- uh, it's not neon. neon. No, it's not neon. Avapura? It's going to be one of the Netflix. Yeah, An- it's going to be Amazon. <laughs> it's going to be oh, Amazon, Amazon or Netflix, one of okay. those. Oh, okay. So that'll be interesting. I think so. And then um, <laughs> well, no, the guy. you hope so. Okay. The Korean director, and I am going to totally script his name because you know how they do their last name first and their first. Mm-hmm. That Bon Joon Ho, he did Snowpiercer. Okay. He also did another movie. I thought that he was got, Danish. He did the host, I believe. Yes. Uh, he's, are you talking? Are you talking about Parasite? His new movie. Yeah. I, I've, Parasite. Heard, I've heard it's, it's wonderful. It he, it won the Palme d'Or at Cannes. Can. Yeah, and Neon's Cons. putting it out at Cannes. So Neon's putting it out. So you know, I think Neon kind of took over because we got Snowpiercer, but that was from that Radius. No. Radius. Radius, I thought. It yeah, it was from Radius, but I think Neon's kind of no taking that. No one where we get our movies yeah. from. No mantle. Yeah, that's true. All right, Max. So what are you what are you looking forward to? I I, I have thought of another one, but oh. I want to see if any of you mention it. So go ahead. Well, uh, obviously some of the films that you guys have brought up. Um, of course, you know, Skywalker. Yeah, of course, Skywalker. And, and, and that last Christmas, because I didn't realize it had Paul Feig and, and Emma Thompson uh, working. I mean, that, that that's really wonderful. The two that I'm anxious for would be yet another adaptation of Little Women because it's Greta Gerwig and I loved Lady Bird so very much. And it, re-term, it re-teams her with Saoirse Ronan and Timothy Chalamet from Lady Bird. 
It's got a great cast. Meryl Streep is in it, and uh, it just looks it looks really well done. And then the other one is Lucy in the Sky, which I brought up, which has John Hamm and and Natalie Portman. And what I love about what Portman, how many times am I going to mention her on today's a podcast? Lot. A lot. What I love about her is she's always challenging herself with different types of roles. And whether it's a crazy accent like Fox Lux or a crazy accent like Jackie or a crazy accent like Viva Vendetta. But my point is, uh, I think in Pale Blue Dot, she's going to play this astronaut. You're who's calling sort of, it by its original name. You are. Did you, I just do that? You dead named it. I did dead, dead name it. You the movie is called it. Pale Blue Dot. And I guess in some sort of focus group, they said, let's call it Lucy in the Sky, which is ridiculous and a bad name. And if it doesn't have the Beatles song in it, it is they garbage. Won't, they won't do it because it's not the name of the movie. Anyway, Pale Blue Dot is what I'm going to call it. Uh, she loses her grip on reality because she's been in space too long. So it's basically the Ren and Stimpy episode of the space madness. So I'm very much looking or forward to it. Gravity. Or gravity. Well, but did she lose her mind in gravity? She, she thought she on, was talking to she George hallucinated. Clooney. I don't think she lost her mind. Then. When she lands on the planet Earth, she's not a crazy person. She I think Portman's We don't know go, that. She's, she's just got crazy. that space deprivation thing or whatever they have. I think but, she's going to go full crazy. I'm looking forward to it. Well, there's a real life case this week of a woman's being charged that was in space. Uh, the first ever space crime. Yeah. And then. Uh, although the, although this, it, it's <laughs> underwhelming. She basically, you know how we have passwords for our bank accounts? Yes. If I logged into my wife's bank account, I'm technically... Right. committing a crime because you are not her so it's the lamest space crime you can ever because she's even said like whatever i logged into her bank account you didn't even do anything right so. um but this case this lucy in the sky why do they keep naming movies after songs thank that, you, you know? pale blue dot's a great name and and uh, i can't believe i did that That's it so is funny. based on the astronaut who took off the, to, for, in, in the diaper and in the diaper cross country in a diaper yeah oh man which was so dumb Really? Because they're because uh, NASA's in Houston and NASA's in Port Canaveral, so it is not easy to get to. So she's no. like, "I'm going to put on a diaper and drive all the way across the Panhandle." <laughs> she was crazy. Yes. Yeah. And I can't even imagine not taking any breaks. Or but it was, it was. She's a, crazy. It yeah. was <laughs> a, That's what we're all forgetting. Yeah, it was a. It was a threesome. It was it's a, a love crime of triangle. passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Crime of passion. I for, I. The same sex crime of passion. There. So. Yes. Yeah. The movie that we did not mention, none of the three of us mentioned, Won't You Be My Neighbor? I was Tom going to bring Hanks. it up. Oh, I was going to bring it up. That's Oscar bait. I've got more. Is on it here. though? Because yes. because uh, the documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor, which is what, so you, you dead named this movie. This movie is called Beautiful Day in the Beautiful Neighborhood. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yes. I'm thinking of the documentary. The documentary which was, I love. was not nominated for oh, any Oscars. So which should have been, which was of course, ridiculous. It should, have, it should have won Best Documentary. Of oh, course. It's great. My God. It's my favorite movie. I dead named it. Yeah, what, yeah, I because they couldn't use that name because it was the documentary from the year before. But I am not right. convinced that this movie is Oscar bait because the Academy shunned the documentary and Tom Hanks wasn't even nominated for, for Captain Phillips where which he did he an incredible job in that. So I'm not certain this is a shoe in i think that the academy panel obviously has changed and gotten younger the last couple of years i'm not sure that they that have they that know. adoration of tom hanks hmm. and matthew or Reese is that in... they don't know who mr rogers is apparently yeah yeah but you know so. what else this is based on a, a Real life true story, story. yes a, an article that the guy who spent like a weekend with him or and yeah. i read the entire article oh nice and it is very moving and so now now I'm looking forward to it because they show the they show the author who's writing this article right. and the scene in the bed in the trailer yeah, yeah. don't ruin my childhood for me is 
it's going to be well, listen, great. I, we all cried at the at the documentary. Yes. Oh, I mean, my it's, God. It's just so well done. I so. know. My son, Tim, said it made you want to be a better person. And I think so? that that was a good thing. Well, I got some more Oscar bait if you want to hear about it. There's more Oscar bait? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got... Um, we already mentioned Meryl Streep three times. I know. Well, we have Antonio Banderas in... What has he been doing? It's called Pain and Glory. It's... Uh, He's Pedro Almodovar's oh. uh, new one, and he hasn't done anything. He's in a while gotten. He plays a high school teacher with a bunch of kids. No, he plays kind of... Art um, Art uh, Salvador. I, I mean, it might Salvador be Dali. Dali? It might be. I'm not sure. Your notes um, are not complete. My notes are not complete. Or they're in Spanish. But they, but but they said Salvador, and I'm like, was that Salvador Dali? But then I didn't go back and find out. So that got rave, 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 rave. Oh, was that a can too? Yeah, because of course it's going to be a can. But uh, but Antonio does really well in those Pedro movies. So and he's overdue. And then we got the Lighthouse with Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Okay, so Max is looking forward to that. I am because I love The Witch very much, but that is definitely not Oscar bait because. You know, horror movies just don't do well at the box office, or else Tony Collette would have been nominated for Hereditary, even though I didn't like that movie. She was next level in that. And you look at The Witch, you know, uh, everybody was Anya Taylor Joy was great in that, but horror movies just don't get a look. I mean, Florence Pugh is wonderful in, in Midsummer. Uh, but she's not going to get a nod either because the Academy just doesn't care about horror. Oh, backtracking on Midsummer, it, uh, it started today in selected cities. However, it doesn't come to St. Louis till September 4th, and Good. it's going to be at Marcus Ronnie's and Marcus Chesterfield. I've Good. thought about going, and this will Why? surprise Carl. Why? Because I didn't like the movie. I read a review. I believe it was Dave Ehrlich, I think. I, I want to give him credit, but, but he, he was, I will say, already a big fan of the movie. He went to see the extended version and said, wow, if you like this movie, it fills in so many character motivations, especially from the boyfriend and from uh, the guy that plays Chidi on uh, uh, Good, Good Place. Place, that both of them get an, an extended role. And then Will Poulter pretty much has like one extra joke. And there is an extended ending with Florence Pugh, which is interesting. Uh, but he said if you like the movie, it actually is better even but though it's But what longer. if you hate it? Exactly. And that's, so, I, I, so I, <laughs> I'm sort of the perfect candidate to see it because I would either you dislike like it. it more mm-hmm. because it's, it's already too long, or I would actually say, you know what? It's a masterpiece. Because you think the worst of the uh, original Lord of the Rings movies is the best in its long form. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, two, two, uh, two, two Towers. towers. Uh, the Which is the version, worst it is. of the three films. But, but the extended Two Towers is the best of, of the original trilogy, bar none. Absolutely. Which is weird. Because it actually gives it, you a more it, complete it, movie. It needed. The, it, it, it needed. Because it, it was already three hours long. Well, it just starts off and people walk in and you have Helms Deep and it's over. And so you have to get the actual backstory of Miranda Otto and, and, and uh, the kingdom and everything. It actually makes it a, a worthwhile movie. Well, Midsummer, they've like um, did you the, see the auditions. No, I haven't because you guys have scared me away from it. Well, then you know what? And Let's you elect should, you yeah, to you go, go see, see the, the, the shitty version of the long. Okay, <laughs> well, it has added uh, more graphic violence. Well, there's well, just the, a couple of. I know what they're talking about. It probably the shows people burning yeah. alive. True, they could. You're right. Yeah, they could. Or, or well, there are two violent scenes in there. There's a couple of violent. Well, they scenes could do. They, they could do the flaying. <laughs> They could oh. do that. Oh, God. Or they I guess could. So. It's probably the ending. It's probably, it's, it's it's probably, probably the, the ending. It's, it's probably the break because they cut away from that a lot. So and they the just burn. hear the screaming. Yeah. And then, because as the director said, the end of the movie is only day four, 
and it is a week-long thing. So there were more things that were going to happen. Well, in this early, I, I think it was him, and I'm sorry if I'm miscrediting uh, the, you know, the wrong reviewer here. But um, yeah, but uh, uh, he was saying that they go in be, before the final ceremony, basically. There's a lot more with the uh, the women in Florence about her realizing, I've got extra days here, and I don't women. know how this is going to go. Yeah, because, because she's she's... she's Doing better than everyone else by the end yes, of the movie. The version that we see, she's almost in a strange way like triumphant. The, right. And apparently the extended version does not give you that. She's more like. I actually might like that. She's more like, I am also going to be screwed here. Yes. And, and so. Because right. there are three more days in her trip. Ari Aster also said in a Q&A that he gave when he introduced this, he said um, uh, the events would have played out regardless of their actions, which is what you said. Yeah. Uh, and it and that's, a, but that's a huge credit to you for picking up on that. Thank because you. Because the characters think we have some sort of, we have a way to get out we of this. We have free will. No, you don't. No, you didn't. No, this was going it to was happen It was always anyway. going to happen. Absolutely. It didn't matter. Yes. So Thank you, you might like the longer version. <sighs> I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to spend another three hours watching that again. <laughs> Okay, well, All right, this so now weekend, let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's go, go to, to the DVDs. Because I was going to say what I was going to do is, because it's my brother's birthday tomorrow, and, you know, and he's, house, birthday. He's, he's housebound, mm-hmm. so I was going to, uh, uh, from the DVD uh, of Redbox or Family Video, I was going to get The Secret Life of Pets so I could watch... Two. Two, so I could watch Glenn McCoy's cartoon that's in front of it. And Glenn Sorry. McCoy is a great guy. He's he's uh, from Belleville, yes, and he writes the duplex, right? And he was the editorial cartoonist at the News Democrat for years until February 2018, when McClatchy, the corporate owner, uh, went through a reinvention. So they don't right have- before I came down here to these wonderful studios uh, to record this podcast with you guys, I uh, was on the phone with. Glenn? I had a knock on the, my door, and the mail had arrived as Homer Simpson would say, the mail is here. Mm. And uh, it was a copy of Secret Life of Pets 2 with a note saying, Dear BFCA member, we hope you enjoy this copy of Secret Life of Pets 2. And they, I noticed it had a bunch of Minions mini-movies and even a small film featuring Gidget, who is Jenny Slate's character. Yes. And that is, is that his, the one? That's Glenn. the movie. So now I can watch it because I have a copy of it at home. I must have gotten that package, too, because yeah. I put it on my way here. I didn't want to open it to spend more time. Yeah. No, I'm just already late. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the I threw it. Of, I, uh, women journalists. Yes, yes. Well, I threw it in my car. And, yeah, I'm, be, I'm broadcast film critics, too. She when is. did that happen? Same. She and Dan got in at the same time. I thought it was just Dan. No, it was no, me. Congratulations. Yeah. Did I give you congratulations your, your on your brother? No, I probably I, forgot. I, uh, well, Dan, well, see, Dan. Dan took all the spotlights. What happened? Dan, what, Dan. what happens with <laughs> What Dan did was he put it out before he even got in that he applied. And I wasn't right. going to do that because yeah, I don't sure. like jinx of course and stuff. Because we, had, juju. we yeah. had a jump I don't through. think I got in when I first applied. I mean, it took oh, me a while, too. Oh, so. I had to jump through so yeah. many hoops. Maybe we it's should not be talking about the. True. Congratulations. And point is, we now have that at home. And we can watch it, and that that's oh, wonderful. So, that's that's so really now I don't have to spend money. Yeah. I can get actually. I'm going to get him the mule because he wants to see it. And I did watch it on HBO a couple weeks ago, and it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. That Dan liked it. He said it. He said that he likes what Clint is doing now. Yeah, Clint makes fun of himself being an old person, and sure. Bradley Cooper was good in it. I didn't know he was in that long. I mean, it doesn't all work, you know. But but it, I was expecting it to be just laugh doesn't out loud Clint awful. at his age have, from what I understand, three different 
sex scenes in this movie? Uh, you see people coming in and out of rooms, but you don't actually see the scene I mean, scene good itself. for him, but it's like, Clinton, what do you, what do, you do? It's like the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, okay, so, so anyway, but also, Glenn, yeah. I saw Secret Life of Pets, too, and I saw the... I even and I've not, I'm going to watch it tonight because I've not seen it. So yeah, I've seen. I th- saw the first one. The only major difference is Louis C.K. and uh, Pat Oswalt, and you cannot really tell the difference of their voices. And the guy who directed Secret Life of Pets is a he is a Kevin Smith aficionado, and Kevin helped him get his first movie gig. Hmm. And I'm trying to remember his name because I know I'm going to forget it. That's why I wrote it down uh, because Kevin Smith had his uh, – Kevin Smith, when he made money from Clerks, he gave money to his friends to help them make movies. Huh. And so – hold on. I'm writing it right. I'm just, I'm just trying to think of his old collaborator. It's not Scott Moser, is it? No, no. It's not, no, his... because that was a Smodcast. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of – while you look at that, speaking of Kevin Smith, he does have the Jay and Silent Bob reboot this fall. It's very, then, but that's very, what it's called. Exciting. Yeah. And that's what is yeah it's called. So Glenn did a, a wrote Super Gidget, which down. has got Patton Oswalt and Jenny Slate in mm-hmm. it because she plays Gidget mm-hmm. the cat. Yeah, it's wonderful. And he's she's Max in, the dog, and right. he's Max the dog. The villain in Glenn's cartoon is Gilbert Gottfried as a maniacal flea. Now, see, that's funny, too. Wow. I think that's hilarious. And he says there's a brigade of uh, vacuum cleaners, and there's mm-hmm. mad flying squirrels, and there's all sorts of fun in it. And Glenn is uh, quite an original dude, and he got somehow connected with Illumination. And he has been a storyboard artist they, on I think all they the... liked his comic and so he worked. He worked on every all the Spickle Me's and the right. He was a storyboard. Congratulations, yeah, that's wonderful. Storyboard artist. And then on the first Secret Life of Pets, that Mower Minions cartoon. Mm-hmm. That that's him. his. Hmm. I that talked was, to him that about that. That was a funny that. one, actually. I, yeah, I, and then I remember he, that one. And he did one about the Secret Life of Kyle or something. That's the second one, but this is his third one, and I'm very proud of him. Because he was my coworker, and also he's just very talented, and it's good to see good guys win. Absolutely. So he always flies out to the premieres and everything. So he posted it the other day that Super Gidget was before the DVD. It's Brian Lynch. Ah. Brian Lynch, who also uh, wrote and directed Hop with Russell Brand. Okay. Yeah. yeah and uh, James uh, Marsden. Marsden. Yeah. And so he's done Hop. He and he's a friend of Kevin Smith, and mm. Kevin Smith helped him do uh, his first one, which was a uh, big helium dog. And then that got him with Illumination, mm. and now he is doing all of these. He did Minions, Secret Life of Pets, and Secret Life of Pets. Too. Nice. nice. So uh, the other DVD that's out, Max, you have a lot to say about that. Godzilla, it's Godzilla King of the Monsters, yes. which I have not seen. Uh, so, you know, uh, the Toho Company, of course, has produced Godzilla movies it's pretty steadily since 1954, but there's only been a couple of co-productions with American Studios. The, the, there was, uh, you know, King Kong versus Godzilla back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Then they did a, their own King Kong movie called King Kong Escapes, which is so much fun. Uh, <laughs> and then that was about it until the 1998 Matthew Broderick American reimagining of Godzilla, which had nothing to do with Godzilla. With uh, uh, the uh, with cash, uh, with 
Jimmy Page and Puff yeah, Daddy that's right, doing, doing, ca- Come doing Come With Me. Which was a cover of Cashmere. Well, not a cover of Cashmere. They sampled Cashmere. And they played it on Saturday Night yes, Live. That's, I watched Ugh, that performance. It, it is was not, not good. very good oh. at all. Uh, but, but, but that but there's movie also was not an, There's also another, there's like a hit song from that movie too. Was that the Wallflowers, their version of Heroes? Yeah, that that was from there. You're right. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think Rage Against memory. the Machine might have had a track See, on there. See, that's too. the thing. You don't remember the movies. You remember, you remember the, soundtracks. the soundtracks. But after that, uh, Legendary Productions uh, signed another deal with Toho um, to do four movies. Again, co-production, and they wanted for the first time for an American Godzilla an American production to be Godzilla. good. Uh, and so, 2014, they got Gareth Edwards to make Godzilla, which was for me, I thought, kind of an overlong sort of depressing war movie, but the last 10 minutes with Godzilla were wonderful. That's pretty much all you got of him, but it was great. Then uh, jo- uh, Jonathan Vort Roberts did Skull Island, which was an American version of, you know, the, the Toho King Kong in a way, which was, which was fine. I thought, and it had nothing violent. to do with the other King Kong reboots. No, it didn't, it, but it did tie into the MonsterVerse, which is what they're calling this because they had cave uh, drawings of, of different characters like Rodan and King Ghidorah Mothra. And, and Mothra and Godzilla. And that they made him in, way bigger. Well, he, he was even a baby in that movie. Apparently he's going to get bigger because they have two films left. The one that's out on Blu-ray and DVD and streaming uh, this week is called Godzilla King of the Monsters. That's three of their four-picture deal. This is the closest that an American writer-director has ever gotten to the spirit of those Japanese movies. Uh, Michael Doherty, uh, who's a great dude, he's been a guest on the Maxim Movie Show. He did a movie called Krampus and Trick or Treat. He was one of the writers on, on Superman Returns. Really great guy. He's been a lifelong Godzilla fan, so he crammed a lot of Easter eggs uh, to a lot of these uh, Toho movies. If you do love monster movies or Godzilla films, for instance, when King Ghidorah first shows up, they call him Monster X. Now, that was his original name in the old movie on the poster, mm-hmm. so I'm geeking out like that's so cool. Regular audience members might not get that. Um, but I love this movie. I thought it had uh, so much fun, such, such great fights, great CG. The humans are a bit forgettable, but guess what? They are in every single Godzilla Bobby Millie movie. Brown? She doesn't have a lot to do. Millie Bobby Brown doesn't have a lot to do. It's more Vera Farmiga's movie. She plays a scientist who has a reason for wanting to unleash these monsters, and guess what? It's not a good reason. Um, <laughs> you have so much personality out of out of these monsters, like Godzilla and, and Ghidorah, and especially Rodan, who's kind of always been a joke in the old movies. He's kind of a badass in this one so i bought it on digital i'm excited to to watch it again again i'm gonna watch it with my son because he's a big godzilla guy now and it is pg-13 but i think if your kid watches a lot of giant monsters they're probably going to be okay dan took his son ven to see it yes but dan has already admitted that he's a bad dad about he, that. He does take Vin to see some things that I probably wouldn't. Take and he said, well, my dad brought me to all these things. Yeah, look and how I you said, turned that out. that is not an excuse. <laughs> so the fourth and final film in this series is released just next year, and it's Godzilla vs. Kong. It'll be the second time an American production company has co-produced Tried a Godzilla vs. Kong movie, and this will be the last one after that. Toho gets the complete rights back because they haven't made a movie in their continuity since Legendary in 2014. They did a one-off called Shin Godzilla, which actually won Best Picture in the Japanese Oscars. And Tom uh, Tom, uh, Stockman loves it. Of course he does. If you are a crazy kaiju nerd, that's an out-of-continuity one-off movie. Because Toho can't do, do their Because they series. sold the rights. Yes. So after Godzilla vs. Kong, Toho gets to do... And I'm looking forward to that, too. Not just Godzilla vs. Kong, but Toho giving us a real Godzilla movie again. That'll be wonderful in the next five years. Unless so. they do a co-production and they redo this. They could keep doing this, depending on how Godzilla vs. Kong does. 
neither Skull Island or Godzilla or King of the Monsters, th- those three movies were not giant box office hits. Uh, but what about internationally? Well, internationally, they've done well, and they have been hits. I mean, King of the Monsters did well. It How just well they do in China? That's all that well, matters. Exactly, exactly. So um, it'll be interesting next year to see what happens. They've already filmed Godzilla vs. Kong. They're just adding the effects now. And but the people. M- Millie Bobby Brown is in that one as well. Is, is Well, see, I don't know who dies in any exactly. of Exactly. So, the um, one thing I can tell you is that O'Shea Jackson, who is Ice Cube's son, uh-huh. he is in Godzilla vs. Kong. and Samuel Jackson? He was in. I know he was in Kong, and so was John Goodman. Yeah, they they didn't survive. Well, see, that's Island, how, that's how I don't so, know. Yeah. I didn't see any of these. Spoiler I wouldn't. alert: They did not survive. I am interested though if there'll be any flashbacks with Tom. Well, Hiddleston I know Brian Cranston and, dies too. If there'll be any flashbacks with with Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson, who of course are both MCU people, but they were in Skull Island. There'd have to be flashbacks because some they some get time killed too. Passed. No, no. So that's why I'm wondering if they'll be brought back. Okay. Anyway, now the yeah. third movie that's out on the DVDs this week is. The, it's the Broadway musical Rocket Man, and I saw it, and Lynn did not think I would like it, and she was wrong. I enjoyed it very much because it was out of context. The songs, you the, know, no, the it's be, no, because it's not. It's a jukebox musical. It is. It is not supposed to be a documentary. Unlike Bohemian Rhapsody. Unlike that movie that is so loved, and I don't. <laughs> and I compared to that Rocket Man. Is not, they're apples and oranges. You shouldn't. And unfortunately, Rocket Man got uh, because of Bohemian Rhapsody. Rocket Man got overlooked this year, and also because mm. of Blinded by the Light, which was reviewed better, but fewer people saw it because Bohemian because everyone expects it all to be Bohemian Rhapsody. So look what lying does to you. It makes you a stronger property, and it makes movies that are much better for it get lower. I really like Jamie Bell as Bernie Taupin. Taupin, Taupin. Did you ever finally mm-hmm. see it, Max? I have not seen Rocket Man. I, I will catch up with it before end of the year voting, but I have not seen that or Blinded by the Light. I did, of course, see Bohemian Rhapsody last year, and I thought, what the heck am I watching? Well, the thing the thing with Bohemian Rhapsody... I mean, the Live Aid sequence is wonderful. It but, is. You know. In fact, it was on, it's on HBO right now, and I'm like... Oh, it's the it's the they really live aid scene. With that, so yeah, and Remy Malek they did. was wonderful. Yeah, I, I, Remy Malek. Anything away from him at all? I'd right, exactly. And great. and because I Nicole, my wife said, "Hey, why are you watching this? You don't like this movie?" I'm like, "It's the live aid scene." Yeah, I, I think I want to see this part. And she's yeah. like, well, "Fine." I I came into that's uh, why that movie was so well reviewed. Honestly, because of the last twenty five minutes. Yes. Yeah, and and when everybody left, everybody was like, "That was great." It's like, no, actually, it was a really bad movie, but that last part was great. <laughs> right. But, but since Lynn and I like musical theater, that's why I think you can appreciate Rocket Man because of what it is. And Queen did the same thing. They there's a yes. jukebox musical called We Will Rock You. I always think of Moving Out, the uh, Billy the Joel, Billy Joel yeah. musical. Mm-hmm. This Rocket Man should have started on Broadway and it would have been great. And you know what? I don't know if they could reverse engineer it to do well, it on could. Broadway. Oh, I, I bet it's, it's going to be uh, transformed because that's what they're doing now. They're doing all that after ABBA, uh, Mamma Mia, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying everything they can. Elton John, uh, Kent has an interesting take on this. He says he thinks people are tired of all the political statements in movies. And Elton John is very political. And that that's one reason uh, Tom Stockman thinks it's because they may 
made a big deal about the gay sex scene mm. and that it's just kissing and well, both and, of those would would position audiences to be very conservative if they would have issues right. with either of those things and i'm not sure that's the case yeah but um, also it is rated r there is a lot of drug use there's a lot of cursing and there's a there is a gay sex scene but it's not like you're Seeing, it's I would not a say, porn. however, though, there are a lot of liberal people who don't mind political talk, or there are a lot of people who are just fine with gay sex, or I don't know, might be gay that might go see movies. So right. I, I don't know if I if I would say, well, wait a minute, we have to make these films more conservative so they make more box office. That's a no. strange way. To I do know. Business. Well, you know okay. that that's you know. Hi Kent. Hi Tom. <laughs> well, <laughs> to the wrap reason, this up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to wrap this up, I have a question for you, Disney made a bazillion dollars this year can they repeat that next year without question and not how just be- how can they do how can they do endgame and captain marvel and how can they do lion king and toy story 4 how can they repeat that next year there is it was black the widow, perfect storm black like, widow is going to be huge it it's is going to be it's a not billi- going to be it's, end game it's going to be a billion dollar movie captain marvel was it's and people love the character game. of natasha romanoff much more than carol danvers as far as people who go see movies it's going to be huge they're not going to have an aladdin or an or a or, they're gonna i know Mul- they're going to have, have mulan they're going to have mulan and they're going to have millennials uh, love mulan what's the other one they're doing next year? oh Cruella Deville. Uh, uh, Little Mermaid, Little of, Mermaid, uh, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. I don't think that. I don't. Is that's that going to be out? In, no, that's I think that's twenty twenty. Yeah, I think that's twenty twenty one. They pushed that off. Did oh. you guys see the poster for uh, Corella? No. With okay, Emma Stone. So Emma Stone is uh, is holding these Dalmatians, and she's looking very fierce and very sort of Glenn Close sort of live action makeup. And there's this like fat uh, you know limo driver next to whatever, and it looks like the best. 1990s hip hop album cover of all time, <laughs> and it is just if you if you look at the poster and think of that, you will love that poster. It looks like she's about so. Who's to drop the, who's the, the limo pools. driver? Who's the uh, comic relief? It's just I, I didn't recognize him, but it's, but certainly he looks like one of the one of the um, from is he the an African American? No, no. Okay. Alrighty. Well, right. yeah, we've enjoyed having you today, Max. But if oh you're, Lord, yeah. if you. um, if you have no weekend plans on on Saturday night at ten thirty, the Paramount Network is rerunning. I am Patrick Swayze, the documentary that's now their highest rated since they ran a free solo. Mm, pre soul is good. Yeah. Which is good. Which you should but, see in a theater, though. Right. Uh, but or the biggest TV possible. So it's now become the thing. So if you missed it when it ran a couple of weeks ago, it's going to be repeated. And, uh, yeah, they repeat things. They're going to have a John Wick's 1 and 2 on Monday. Right before John Wick 3, Parabellum, Parabellum. comes out on the DVD. And my daughter wants to let you all know that the Steven Universe movie is going to be shown on Cartoon Network on Monday. Starting Saturday, they're going to show every single Steven Universe episode leading up to it. So, oh, wow. Exciting. Rebecca Sugar is a very well-respected animator, mm-hmm. and she made this very – it's – Tolerant of everything and everyone. I've heard nothing but good things uh, about how inclusive Steven Universe is. I was a big fan earlier this year of the new She-Ra animated series Mm -hmm. on Netflix, which is about 13 episodes. I think the second season's out now. Yes. But it was wonderful and also very inclusive, but but really – uh, a well-told story, and and just they they took this old toy commercial from the '80s and gave them depth. And, and they're not going to make the He-Man 
compatible with the She-Ra. Really? Kevin wow. Kevin Smith said, no, 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 no. This is my fever dream of He-Man. It's going to be a continuation of the original and 80s I'm, stuff. I'm fine with that only because I enjoy the new She-Ra so much, I don't want anything to come in there and mess it up. Kevin Smith? Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, uh, yeah. And then if you want free stuff... What? The Cinema St. Louis is having 1969 movies this Saturday and Sunday at 1 at the St. Louis Public Library. And then for the next three weeks. So this week we have uh, Midnight Mike, Cowboy okay. tomorrow is Ooh, Midnight yeah, Cowboy. Don't bring the kids to see and, uh, no, Ooh, and I love and, Cowboys. And, yeah, and, and, don't Andrew, do that. and Andrew Wyatt's going to be the Q&A uh, guy. And then, now, so, is that movie still rated X or is it rated? I think they I downgraded think, it to R. I think did they did they? because because it's, not it's compared not, it, to what... I remember renting it on VHS. That's how long it was. It was rated X. And it still had the X on it because really? for I the kids it, out there who don't know... X was an actual rating until the porn industry took it. It over. was and the first they were one. Almost, they were mocking it with double X and triple X. That's not a real no, thing. Not real. No. But people thought it was, and so all of a sudden you couldn't use X anymore. It's and that's a why they came up with NC seventeen. Yep. And that was Roger Ebert doing that. That was uh, Henry and June was the first. Yeah. Uh, with uh, yeah. uh, Uma Thurman. Midnight then, Cowboy, first X rated film to win the only, best, best picture, the only and one, the only one. Yeah. one. Yeah. I swear to God, I watching John Voight and Dustin Hoffman in that movie is tremendous. I'm walking. Okay. Here. And then, Rizzo, oh, and Rizzo, everybody Rizzo. remembers that when you're in New York and the taxi drivers, everybody does that. I'm walking here. I'm sure the taxi drivers love it. Yeah. And I passed a car on Kings Highway one day that had Rizzo as the license plate. Oh, that's great. Or Ratso. It was Ratso. Ratso was the license yep. plate. Yeah. And then uh, Bob and, and Carol and Ted and Alice on Sunday at one at the library. Who free. doesn't love wife swapping? Yeah. And uh, Joshua Way, or uh, Joshua Ray. Our newest member of uh, our St. Louis critics, he's going to be the Q&A. I should meet dude. him sometime. Me yeah, too. we've got to meet him at the at the screening. I, 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 I did his application. I've just never met him. So we have had uh, The Learning Tree, Easy Rider, The Wild Bunch, and Women in Love for after that. I've never seen Women in Love. Okay, Lynn, Lynn's Lawrence. face. I know this is audio, but <laughs> Lynn's face just told me not to. Oh well, you like Oliver Reed, so it's Oliver Reed being Oliver Reed, and it's it's Glenda Jackson in her first yes, Oscar. But, yes, best but actress. Glenda Jackson won Best Actress yes. for it. Yeah, so so that's go the ahead. only reason to see it. Go ahead. Oh, way to yeah. backtrack, Lynn. All right. Okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> got an Oscar-winning performance, but other than that, I all right. Know. So I hate tell the movie. tell us where we can uh, uh, see you guys, read you guys, hear well, you guys. You can hear me. Me with Max on KTRS every uh, every usually every Saturday. Usually. Actually, if you go to their website, you can hear a lot of our stuff at KTRS.com. Yeah, go to KTRS.com. Look for the Max Movies page. Pretty much everything we've ever done, uh, except reviews, the stuff that we have in front of you. Yeah, uh, is all on there. Uh, and also, you can uh, follow Carl on Twitter at underscore Carl the Intern. And you can follow Max at Max on Movies. And you can also hear me on the Entercom family of radio stations KMOX KFDK. Y98, KEZK, and now 96.3. You can hear me scattered times of the day because I don't know when I'm going to be there. You're just going to tune on that radio and just see if you hear Carl. And that'll be lovely because I always enjoy hearing you guys on the radio. I am on KTRS every Thursday night, except last night we had Memphis Redbirds, so I was on Wednesday night. See, how do you like being preempted by sports? Happens to me too. (laughs) And so, but but so we did it the day before with Jay and Ray, Mm -hmm. and then I am in the TimesNewspapers.com, Webster Kirkwood Times, South County Times, and West End Word for movie reviews and sometimes features. And today, the Webster Kirkwood Times is running my Dax Feelin feature. 
future because he's going to make a movie here in his hometown called Kirkwood, a mystery thriller. And he's a very fascinating guy, so read my stuff. And I'm on all the socials. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Happy holiday weekend.